I am a huge fan of Dovetail, which is by a group called Barrel Craft Spirits, BarrelBourbon.com. I love the Dovetail, but the problem with the Dovetail is it doesn't fit any kind of bourbon profile that I'm normally into. Something that's finished in rum, port wine, and vineyard Cabernet barrels, not my normal thing. And, and it makes sense, right? I like a bourbon that, well, gives what the wood is supposed to give to it. But when I was told, hey, you got to check out the Armida, I said, do I really want something that has the taste of pear? It's made by the people at Barrel. They make Dovetail. And I said, okay, I'm willing to give it a shot. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. So that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy never had it, did not know it existed until our cigar sommelier, Richard here at Blend Bar Cigar, said, you have got to try it. It is the Armida. Now, let me make sure I got this right. Bourbon whiskey finished in pear. Brandy, rum, pear brandy, not pear and brandy, but pear brandy, rum, and Sicilian Amaro casks. I, 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 I don't even know what that, I, I don't know what that is. I'm looking forward to it. 112 proof, Fingers Malloy. It gets a little round of a, just a little round of applause right there from Fingers. You're already doing the nose. Your nose deep into the Glencairn glass that we have it poured into. We do it neat, of course. Um, what are you, what are you getting? It smells Sicilian. Stop it. I don't know what that means. Stop it. Uh, no. It, when you start talking about pear and brandy, pear brandy, uh, not in my wheelhouse. Uh, when you when you describe that kind of flavor, you know, on the nose, it smells very sweet. Right, right off right. the bat, you get that, that sweet aroma mm. with... I got it on my nose. I literally splashed that onto my nose. That's, that's, you got to let it absorb through the skin. It's considered that's, good luck in Sicily. It's silent. It, it's the science. It, it, it is sweet, but not overwhelmingly. And it's not overwhelmingly pear. No. You know? I don't even smell pear. Do you smell pear? Do you get pear out of this? See, my problem is I don't know if the palate is developed enough for me to be able to do it. I would argue I could get a, t- a little bit of orchard out of it, right? The idea that there is a fruit going on. But I don't think I could. I don't think I'm good enough to get pear. But there is that sweetness, that kind of rum sweetness that exists uh, uh underneath that much is is true this is um it's interesting this is but it's it's let let's be clear it's it's a beautiful smell it's a beautiful beautiful uh uh fragrance right this is a blend of three straight bourbon whiskeys finished separately in the pear brandy a jamaican rum and the sicilian amaro cask and then it's it's brought together are you, ready? Are you ready to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay. we do it neat. That's how we play our game here. We do it neat, and then we bring it to either a chip. We put a chip on it. We add a little bit of cold water, or we bring it to a big rock. And then we say, okay, are there flavor notes that are opening up? Because that'll very often happen. When you add the water, when you add the ice, flavor notes open up. Some things that you wouldn't be think that you think would go away get a little more intense, and vice versa. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, go for it. He's taking a sip right there. I'm taking a sip of water. I'm going to cleanse the palate. He takes the sip. He did that pretty easily. Right there. He doesn't seem bothered by something that's 112 proof in the slightest. Okay. Uh, okay. Where to begin? Okay, okay. First of all, you know, you, you, you talk about it being 112 proof. There's no burn, not much of a sting. You would never know that this was 112 proof. It's, it's very smooth. Uh, it's not nearly as sweet 
on the palate as it is on the nose. Really? I don't think so. Uh, you do get a little bit of that, what we described as maybe ethanol, alcohol taste, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, it's very sweet. Uh, I, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a fruit, but again, you, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head a little earlier. It's hard to describe, at least with, with my palate, what fruit that is other than um, it's, it's not overly sweet. It does feel maybe like a dark fruit. On the palate, you you take. Well, I'm about I'm about to. I was just taking a look at it, kind of taking a look in the light. It's 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 a lovely you know amber color, very much what you would expect out of a bourbon. Maybe a little bit uh, lighter, and that nose, that nose is lovely. That nose does not hit hard on an ethanol or an alcohol kind of smell at all. You ready? I'm doing this. You yes, ready? Absolutely. This this is the Armida. Am I pronouncing it right? A R M I D A. I believe so. From Barrel uh, BarrelBourbon.com. Here, Lachaim. Yes. Uh, here's Mud in Your Eye. So he's taking a little sip right now. He's doing, doing the Chattanooga Chomp. It is the Memphis Munch, also known as the Kentucky Chew. Wait a second. Hold on. Okay, that's a remarkably familiar taste, and I can't place it. Now it's going to drive me crazy. That's going to drive me crazy. First of all, that's delicious. That is lovely. There's actually a really cool heat going on on the tongue, a mid-tongue heat, nothing in the chest whatsoever. There is no burn upper middle or lower lower chest, maybe maybe the slightest bit as it continues to work its way down, nothing on the throat, easy. But that tongue, it's a nice coating. What is that? Am I, am I wrong, though? I, it, when you took a drink of that, it, do you feel like, oh, wow, this is a really high-proof alcohol i mean i i don't no. get that at all uh, uh, as it lingers there on that finish do you get pear maybe a little bit that's maybe. for me that's exactly uh where it is it, it it is on on that finish that that pear it's it's distinctively not apple the flavor that i couldn't get in the nose right the the thing that i couldn't figure out there i can easily distinguish on the palate, but not going down. This is on, on the finish, lingering for, for just a minute. This is fun. Now, Fingers, I know that when you take a look at a bourbon, you ask yourself, okay, but what's the price? Yes. What am I paying for this bad boy? What could what would it take for me to get you into a bottle <laughs> of a barrel bourbon armida right now? What would it take? I would... I would spend Fingers, fifty dollars. I'm, I'm going to offer you this one-time opportunity to get it for ninety-two dollars and ninety-nine cents a bottle. Fingers Malloy. I would spend fifty dollars <laughs> on this. Wow, ninety-two bucks. Ninety-two. Okay, bucks. you tell me, Tony. You're much more willing to spend that kind of coin on a bottle of booze. Here's the funny thing: it isn't my kind of bourbon, but I'm very much enjoying, like I do with so many of their products, what it is they're doing. They. We often talk about shtick, right? The idea of just doing something or the kids doing something because, oh, look, it's, it's a fad and we can just go and, and, and do it. I don't ever get the feeling that the guys at Barrel are, are doing that. What I get a feeling is that they're saying, let's try something unique. Let's try something different, but let's really give it an effort. Let's give it a good, solid college try. Let's go out there and create something that we can be proud of, even if it's not everybody's cup of tea. It's why, you know, with the dovetail and, and you know, and the, and, the, and the podcast, it's not my normal, but I really, I really appreciate it. And that's what I've got here. 
I absolutely want to move this to a cube because I want to see if if more opens up on the palate other than that really distinct pear brandy that that that's going on. But do I appreciate them? Yes. And if somebody were to serve this, this would be a fantastic dessert bourbon with a fruit esque kind of dessert, a compote. Or, or, or something like that. Sometimes people could do like 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 a baked pear or something like that. Um, I'm, there's a dessert I'm thinking of that's eluding me. This with vanilla ice cream. There is a lot you can do with this. But am I am I spending ninety two dollars? I'm letting friends spend ninety two dollars. <laughs> the uh, bourbon uh, Armida. This is eat drink smoke. Full disclosure: I own no GameStop stock. Yet. <laughs> that story is so great. We're going to get into it. Eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Everybody missed out on the GameStop stock. If you didn't, we would like to be your friend immediately, if not sooner. <laughs> Investment opportunities are available in Eat, Drink, Smoke. I should be on a subreddit in order to have this conversation. <laughs> McDonald's is bringing back spicy chicken McNuggets. And if there is any show that is going to cover what's going on in fast food, we are that show here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. You know, when we started, it was about, you know, eating and and drinking and smoking. And yet the when we really got into, especially, you know, the podcast and then doing radio, that was coronavirus. And it has been well, difficult to do the eat part because you can't really coordinate with the chefs you want to do and everything. That's been the hardest part. We are going to be getting into recipes. We are going to be getting into making things. We are going to be getting into bringing chefs in and really getting into some detailed conversations, some grill masters and, and things like that. I'm really glad you brought that up because you know, lately, because of coronavirus, if people are tuning in and they haven't been with us for we've been doing the show now for what, two, two and a half years before you know, it went to syndication. Uh, we used to do food reviews that were, uh, let, let's just say the food was uh, of, a, of a different caliber than what we've been doing lately. I mean, we've reviewed Taco Bell and Wendy's and, right. and McDonald's. And, and don't get me wrong. I love all of those. <laughs> but, you know, we, we definitely are looking to, to do different things when restaurants start opening up. But McDonald's is bringing back the spicy chicken nugget. And that's what we have to cover right now. <laughs> So this was in response to they put out in the spicy nugs wars, right? It was Chance the Rapper telling Wendy's, I I want spicy nugs. And they were like, well, if you get X number of retweets, we'll bring in spicy nugs. And of course, got the retweets like, well, here are your spicy nugs. And and they and they and they brought him in. I think that was the Chance the Rapper one. We'll see the chicken sandwich one. I think he was the nugs guy. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you don't subscribe to Teen Beat? Know all these things? (laughs) Well, I, I caught a lot of uh, flack on, on Twitter this week because we did the story last week about the Kit Kat whiskey bars. And right. people were very curious about the nibs, the, ch- the chocolate nibs from that story because nibs is a fun word to say. So now we're, we're back to nugs. Did people nugs, get on your case? Oh, just, you know, all good natured stuff. Oh, OK. So but now we're back to nugs and nugs is a very fun word to say. So for they sold them out in two weeks, sold them out so quickly. They're now bringing them back. Have all of this, right? Um, America is searching for some fun. They're searching for something to enjoy, something they can just like, like get get their arms around and be like, okay, this is fun. It's not all it's not all just miserable. Or people don't actually hate each other. Those 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 kinds of things. 
there also has to be a financial advantage to this. So is the financial advantage to McDonald's that they make money off these nugs? Or is the financial advantage to McDonald's that here we are, two schmucks in a cigar lounge, <laughs> talking about the spicy nugs that we may never actually eat? And that earned media is worth everything. What do the nugs even matter? I think that's what it is. I mean, there has been uh, – you could say that America has chicken fever right now. Is that right? Yeah. You could you could say that. You could Be- say that. Because every fast food restaurant, it feels like, in the chicken last three fever. months has released a new chicken sandwich. And it's like, oh, we got to get on the chicken bandwagon. More chicken. More chicken. I think McDonald's just announced a, like a month or two ago that they were going to release three new chicken sandwiches. Right. And now you got chicken nuggets, uh, the, the, spicy, the spicy chicken nuggets – I, I just feel like they're, they're, everybody's trying to ride this wave of, okay, now everybody in America is obsessed with chicken, just like, uh, you know, hard seltzer seems to be a thing now. And everybody's all these. Uh, seems to be a thing now. Hard seltzer's through the roof, man. Hard seltzer, the non alcoholics that we've talked about, this is uh, like surprisingly, even in the, the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about them, this is becoming surprisingly mainstream. Yeah, I, like maybe here to stay stuff. It felt like a fad at first. It was mm. like, okay, is this the new Zima? Right. And, we and, get it. White Claw. Ha, and, ha, and, yeah. Ha. And now all of a sudden, I mean, Anheuser-Busch just announced that they're coming out with two new lines of uh, hard seltzer. So it looks like that's here to stay. And apparently it's raining chicken in America uh, with, with all the fast food joints. By the way, we should note that chicken fever is far different than avian bird flu. That's Yes. Those are not the same things, everybody. <laughs> Save the angry tweets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, it, if it wasn't for angry tweets, would there be any tweets at all? Not at this point. I don't think so. But I, what's interesting, you go, going back to the, the, the chicken nuggets quickly, is you know why are people wanting to have flavored nuggets? Because I think they've got something like, what, eight different sauces that you can dip them in? Yeah, but for somebody who doesn't have any of the sauce, but every now and then might actually have a, a, a nugget, I, I got to admit, for everything that McDonald's does, they're just not really. Um, help me out here. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to burn them that badly. They could be a sponsor one day, yeah, right? It's just that the nuggets just don't. Right. Seriously, help me out. Save me in this one. I don't want to have to say the thing. You see, the problem with the chicken nuggets from McDonald's is that they're really just not good. Uh, terrible. <laughs> they're just they're just they don't know bad of all the things. And they've got things that you could actually enjoy. Did we or did we not devour the McRib yes. like it was our job and then question our own marriages in three seconds? Gone. Gone. Perfect. Perfect food. Uh, chicken nuggets to me belong in a happy meal. Something that your seven-year-old will really enjoy. Uh, this, but apparently it's very popular. Uh, it's caked in cayenne and chili pepper. Well, what can be bad? Caked in cayenne. By the way, do they really use the term caked? I added that. Okay. They said coated. With okay. The mix. I said caked. Because it's a very different oh, thing. Yes, that's right? true. That's true. Right? Coated is something that's sexy. Caked is what happens when someone wears way too much makeup because they don't want to show you how old they are. Yeah. Do you see the difference? Yes. Or it's something that you may get on your chicken nugget if you order it at two in the morning. By the way, can we pour one out for Cloris Leachman? Oh. Cloris Leachman, dead at the age of 94. That that woman, that actress, Mary Tyler Moore, was, was, was she Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah. Uh, 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 young no. Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Um, uh, 
I most recently I saw her in American Gods uh, on Stars with Ian McShane. She was terrific, Cloris Leachman. So I, I and I, I regret not doing it. I still could do it, but it, it wouldn't be the same. Years ago, I came up with a TV show idea. Oh, and well, actually, it wasn't even a TV show. It was it was it was an event. It was a one night only event, and I wanted to get Cloris Leachman and uh, Betty White. And Ruth Buzzy mm-hmm. and uh, the these women in Hollywood who have survived the test of time. And I wanted to get them on a stage one night with bourbon. And I wanted to call it the broads. Nice. And I wanted them to tell the story of old Hollywood and what it was like to come up and what we really didn't know and what things were really like and what it was like to be an actress and how you made that career possible. And just get into the nitty gritty, dirty stories Oh my gosh. And and I'm like, I would love to do this show, but I know I could never host it. And to me, I would if I could just get Tina Fey to host this thing, <laughs> we could do this. And it's like to know that you lost out on some of those opportunities. And Cloris Leach was, oh, that woman made me laugh. Absolutely positively uh terrific. Uh if you get the spicy nug, let us know uh, what what you think with the caked on cayenne and other seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eat Drink Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. And this right here is the Barrel Bourbon Armida. That's what we've been reviewing. This is what it's three different bourbons. One finished in a pear brandy cask. One finished in a Jamaican rum cask. And one finished in a Sicilian Amaro cask. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't leave it out there. To dry. What is Amaro? I'm like, I couldn't think of it at the moment. What in the world is Amaro? So Amaro is an Italian um, herbal liqueur. Is 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 what it is. It's got a it's got a alcohol content uh, that that isn't off off the scale or anything like that. And so the question is, are you getting a lot any or a lot of those herbal kind of notes? What it could be is it explains that when you take that first sip. It really rests on on the tongue. But I didn't get any of the pear until the finish as it was laying there. And you that pear really, really came out, the predominant flavor within. But I'm wondering if that thing that is, there's something familiar. I don't know what it is. If it is indeed that Amaro. I just want to make sure I, I described what it was. I had moved it to, I put an ice chip in there. Did you add water or anything? I added some cold water to it. And I'll be honest, I, I do get a little bit of pear now. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I'm really enjoying this, but I can't give a real accurate description other than to say it's sweet, not overpowering. Overpowering? Overpowering? Would you say overpowering? Perhaps the word you're looking for is overpowering. Look what it's done to your speech. It has rendered you moot. I mean, mute. See? And now it's <laughs> affecting me, too. It's good. <laughs> I just don't know if it's $92 a bottle. In, in my mind, $92 For your good. pocketbook, I get it. I'm starting to play on this Amaro cast thing, right? So Amaro is used as a, as a digestif, right? Something you would do a- after dinner. Um, it's, it's descri- Amaro is described as bitter. And that is a very interesting way to describe a bourbon. Would you describe bourbon as bitter? And the answer is no, I'm not describing this 
as bitter. But there is something that happens almost as the top of the tongue is this pear, the under of the tongue. There is this almost earth-esque kind of flavoring going on. And I'm wondering if that's it. This is this the reason I love these people at Barrel Bourbon. The reason I love the dovetail, the reason I, I'm enjoying this, they force me to expand the palate. Right. And I know when I drink this, I don't know enough. We've reviewed enough bourbons over the past couple of years that have been one trick ponies. And this is not a one trick no. pony. This there's a, a complexity to the flavor, the uh, flavors of this that uh okay. If you're not willing to spend $92 a bottle on it, I get that. And, uh, you know, only 3,700 bottles of this were, were produced. If it's at... Yeah, your, that's true. It is pretty rare. Yeah. So, But if it's at your local cigar bar, give it a try. It, oh, it's you should absolutely, just to realize what's out there that you don't even know is, is out there. Now, this is, this is enjoyable. It's time for News of the Week, Fingers Malloy. Oh, Tony. What? You sound amiss coronavirus what's that never heard of it cc's pizza has filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy as buffets feel the strain of the covid19 have you ever been to a cc's pizza yes absolutely once in my life for me once in my life cc's pizza uh, well it listen you're originally from the east coast and east coast or east coast people are snobbish about their pizza is that fair to say it's not that we're snobbish about the pizzas that there are so many local places to go to it would not have dawned on me to go to a chain place. It would not have dawned on me as a kid, 13 years old, having a sleepover, that we would order pizza from Domino's. Mm-hmm. You ordered it from Danny's, which was right there on Route 35 in Middletown, New Jersey. Sure. Might even, might even Danny's too. Pizza and subs. And me, I sometimes ordered a sub because they were so good. But <laughs> you, you would not have it would not have dawned on me. I think it was Michael's that was right there in the in the small strip center next to the quick check across from the Shamrock Diner, which is now the Middletown Diner. I keep up on these things, don't you know? <laughs> Please, growing up in Jersey, you knew how to get from one place to another based on where the diner was. Mm-hmm. You, you, what exit on the on the Garden State Parkway, and then and then what diner? That's how that's how you did it. But no, CC's only once in my life. Well, it, you know what you're getting when you go to a CC's, though. I get into this argument a lot with people uh, who have. I feel like. Uh, an unhealthy hatred for Taco Bell as if and we've discussed it before where we've been miffed that in opinion polls, Taco Bell would rate as the top America's favorite restaurant. I know going into Taco Bell, I'm not getting Mexican food. I'm getting fast food. When I went to CeCe's, I would hit the buffet and the buffet at lunch. It was five dollars for all you could eat pizza and a pop. And when you're on a hold on. Say what now? A pop. What is that? A pop. Are you, are, are, do, a, do you mean a soda? A pop. Do you mean a Coke? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Southern. Do you mean a cola? A cola? Well, because I don't want to have to give any name brands. Oh, yeah. Let them sponsor. True. That's right. No, in Michigan, we call it pop. Uh, God bless your soul. But for $5, you could walk into CeCe's. All you could eat pizza and breadsticks and soda. And that, that was a great deal. But I knew I wasn't getting gourmet pizza. I wasn't walking in going, why this would just you, like New York pizza. I get why the pizzeria or, or, or some, of the, the, some of the places that do delivery would do breadsticks, right? It's the dough. It makes perfect sense. It's a use of the product. But why would you order them? Why are you ordering breadsticks if you're eating pizza? Oh, I love breadsticks with pizza. It doesn't make any sense. The pizza is the breadstick. 
Well, because you can get uh, now granted, you can take the crust and dip it in sauce, but the yes. but the bread the you know it they generally you know you know a lot of places they'll they'll put more cheese on it and then you can you can get the the marinara sauce you get the so, cheese sauce so, you so get the garlic you want butter. a deconstructed pizza which makes perfect sense to me but why would you then order pizza why not just order the breadsticks with that stuff that's like saying why not just have a steak with no sides why not have a steak with no sides because you gotta have sides what Oh, I got to have a baked potato or you have mashed to have a baked potato. Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. Or the state police will come and take you away. Hold on. Have you seen what's <laughs> going on in America? That's possible. You don't, I don't have to have a side. I could just do the steak. Okay, let me ask you this. When you get when you order pizza, do you get the salad? Do you get the big salad that come you can get with the pizza? Wait, what what big salad is coming with the pizza? What what are you talking about? <laughs> You, you get the wings? Where, you get the me. wings? You don't Do get the I wings? You get the wings when oh. you're ordering a pizza? Yeah, you get pizza, you get wings, you get bread, you get salad for other people. Where do you, <laughs> what place is this? What 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 fantasy world is this where you have to have the wings and the and the CC's, salad? CC's pizza. CC's no, pizza no, and I, wings? No, no, I'm just making it up. No, but there are plenty of pizza joints that have wings. They and, have wings. It doesn't mean I get them. And the there wings. are there are local joints here in Indianapolis who, you know, should be sponsors of the show that have great pizza and wings. Uh, you order them together. You get especially you get an individual pizza. Is that pizza. a serious combo? Oh, pizza yeah. and wings? Absolutely. Is that like chicken and waffles for a new generation? <laughs> I can't believe you. Well, are you a big wing guy? Okay, so Is that is that what this is? You're no, no, no. I, I am I am pro wing. I am. What I like, though, I don't like a sauced wing. What I like is a smoked wing. Okay. Oh, daddy like. Yeah. Daddy, daddy, daddy like. like and like. those are hard to find. Uh, I've got a couple places. I know a guy. Um, <laughs> I could hook you up. <laughs> right. That is something I would like to be able to do if I could only buy a grill. You know where? You know what grill <sighs> you could make smoked wings on, Tony. Uh, Pray tell. Why don't you tell me what you have? It's the uh, master-built 560 gravity-fed charcoal grill, which you can smoke wings on if you'd like, and they, they, they're fantastic. Did I tell you I got a piece of, of hate uh, Facebook mail the other day? It's, you know, you're such a loser, you can't even decide on a grill. <laughs> nice. People are, people are wonderful <laughs> on social media, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Just like they'd be in real life. <laughs> Not just cowering in the corner. All tough. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, so that getting a smoker to be able to do that, I, I would very much like to do. You got to check out my grill. You can smoke on it. Honestly, that's way too you, forward you, of a thing to say you, on radio. You can you can boil things on it. Yeah, you're, now you're just making things up. You can make up. poached eggs. You're just talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Eat Drink Smoke. To explain what's going on with GameStop. Look, I don't know where that stock price is right now. I don't know if there's been more halts to it. But this is a story, whether you're in the markets or not, you should be paying attention to because there are a lot of layers here that will eventually affect all of us. Z Drink Smoke, Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, is right there. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anywhere you find good podcasts, you will find Eat, Drink, Smoke, write a review, and leave a five-star review. GameStop is a store that sells video games and accessories. You've been there, Fingers Malloy? Uh, no. I, I am shocked that GameStop is still around. Well, that's just it. 
GameStop was doing horribly. They closed a couple hundred stores. And I remember saying to my wife and my kids, hey, we have some GameStop gift cards. They're going to go out of business. We got to go spend. We went, we bought whatever it is, nonsense thing that, that we bought. And six months ago, that stock was at $4 a share. Now, uh, full disclosure, I own no GameStop stock. GameStop stock. You, Fingers Malloy, own no games. Do you, do you own no Fingers? Do you own? I put all my money in DeLorean. Smart man. Smart man. Do not take stock advice from us. We are not giving you stock advice. We know nothing, right? I cannot give you any uh, stock exchange or stock advice. And when Fingers Malloy talks about stocks, he's usually talking about the sex device. So don't, Ouch. don't listen to us on these things. And that's usually what gets said. The stock price moved up a little bit, though. And in December, you could find that stock for like $19, $20. Well, there were some institutional buyers who were trying to short the stock, basically saying, here's the price. We think we can drive that price lower and we can make that spread in between. It's called shorting a, a stock. Well, there's this group on Reddit. How would you describe Reddit? Bulletin board? Message board? Yeah. Just a bu- gathering of of. Wayward souls. Yeah, and you could, you could, I believe you can create boards on there right. and, and people sign in and you don't have to use your real name and mm-hmm. they have a lot of fun. So it's Reddit, R E D D I T. I think that's how you spell it. Yes. Uh, and then when you have your own group, it's a subreddit. So the subreddit was called Wall Street Bets or WSB. There, people were talking about, oh, I'm investing in this and I'm doing that. And people are trying to get other people to buy their things and pumping and. All those, all those kinds of things that, that happen on Twitter and, and lots of places. People start noting and noticing that the institutional buyers are trying to short the stock. And they're like, this is crazy. They just brought on a new guy onto the board who was the former CEO of Chewy.com, which is a pet supply thing. This has an opportunity to grow. This shouldn't be shorted. People should be buying. And they're like, let's buy. So they start buying. The price starts going up, not down like the institutional buyers wanted it to. So in order to cover their positions, the institutional buyers, hedge funds, whatever you want to call it, they start buying more stock to cover their position to make sure they don't have the losses. This then sends the stock price up. And that's what you've seen over this week where you see that price going from 4 to 20 Well, it was already at 20 to near $500 a share at some points. And the fluctuations, this thing went up and down over 150 points, sometimes in the same 10 minutes. It was crazy what was happening. Well, it caught the eye of Wall Street because Wall Street big guys are getting screwed with. And if you've learned anything about the Wall Street big guys, if you ever watched Michael Douglas in a movie, they don't like getting screwed with. This is what I've learned. About the Wall Street big guys. They're called fat cats. Is that what they're called? (laughs) Why not? Why not? (laughs) So they start saying this isn't right. The head of the NASDAQ, and and GameStop's not on NASDAQ because on the New York Stock Exchange, says we might have to shut down trading to give people a chance to recalibrate. Recalibrate? (laughs) You mean give the big guys a chance to figure out how they're going to save their money or hurt the other people who are just investing. Then came that that bigger story where there were these apps, right? The, the apps that you trade stocks on. Like some people have TD Ameritrade. Some people have Charles Schwab. There's one called Robinhood app. 
right? Mm-hmm. Take from the rich and give to the poor. Robin Hood. It was going to democratize or decentralize the way you, you buy stocks. They all of a sudden decided you can't buy this stock. You could sell your position, but you can't buy. And that's when America said, what the bloody heck is this? And there's been this big fight into what's going on. And this is where I think it gets interesting because this is where it affects all of us, right? All of that was, was, was prelude to get to the thing. They stopped individuals who utilized the app from buying stocks that they wanted to buy. But nothing stopped the big hedge funds or other institutional buyers from buying the stock. Now, the argument is, is that if you have a group of people talking about how they're going to what they're going to spend on a stock, well, that's collusion, right? That's illegal. You can't collude to, to, to work a, a price. But now you got to get America to believe <laughs> that there are guys on Wall Street who aren't doing that, right? Right. And that leads to the final part. We have one group of people who can't trade, another group of people who can trade. And all of a sudden, we have found a way that the political left and the political right have joined arms because none of them think that's right. Right. Well, what's amazing about this, so, much, how, so much of what happens is America, in America is narrative driven. Right. You're never going to make a hedge fund manager into a victim. <laughs> Right. I mean, nobody's going to feel sympathy for these people. And, you know, so many of these narratives, oh, the rich get rich or the poor get poor, all, all the kind of things that you hear. And you're like, oh, OK, that, you know, that's not, that looks good on a bumper sticker. But then you see stuff like this where they're completely shutting out the little guy. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to stand for it. And, and they sh- uh, again, no stock advice. And this isn't about politics really right because you and i would both say that you know the idea of the rich get richer and the poor get poor people create and build and do and certainly i'm in favor of any society that allows people to create and build and do and, and kind of fosters that 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 attitude but when one group of people can and one group of people can't that isn't gonna work that can't work and i've seen people defend the the locking out of of the subreddit defends the the not suspending uh, of trading from the from these apps that that is for lack of a better word that's dastardly now i know there are plenty of people who listen to the show who are in that world right i am not attacking brokers nor am i attacking hedge fund guys who i think should really invite us out to their summer place <laughs> for for a long weekend of cigar smoking what i am saying is that when you see a moment where some people are allowed and some people aren't, and what they say is, well, this group is acceptable. This group is doing it right. No, 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 no. You got to stand. I think you got to stand up and say, this, this isn't okay. And I think it's so weird to see America went up in arms this week over this. Well, and we've had discussions in the past about, uh, you know, social media and what these platforms are doing to people. Uh, there was uh, the argument floated by several people. Hey, private company, they can do whatever they want uh, when it comes to Robin Hood mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you look at it and you say, you, you, so many people are just saying, this is wrong. It shouldn't happen. They, should, they shouldn't be uh, uh, doing this. But what's the step? Do we want government to step in? No. <laughs> Wait, I, I should... I, I, I just, I just, I, that's an immediate reaction. I, I, I apologize. It's the idea that it's a private company could do what it wants. 
I contracted with that company to let me trade stocks. And then they told me what's good for me. <laughs> right. I think there might be a problem. Right. And this is and this is why it's so interesting. And people are going to there are going to be a lot of people taking a lot of different sides, including things that like I don't even know to think about because it's not my world. I'm sure I'm going to get emails. Tony, you forgot about this. Tony, you didn't cover this part of it. Right. I think I got the general gist of it uh, right there. But man, watch this GameStop story and how it applies to other stocks and everything. It's going to be fascinating. Did I mention we own no GameStop stock? Yes, we, we but, do, but the Iron Sheik was uh, on Twitter recommending people buy it. So the wrestler, the wrestler. Well, so I'm that. sold. It's 2021. As, <laughs> as long as the Iron Sheik bring back the WWF. Oh, Roddy Rowdy Piper, gone too soon. Gone too soon. This is Eat Drink Smoke. I am not a man of New Year's resolutions. I am not a man who says this year what I'm going to do is blank. It's just not what I do. But I did make a promise to myself and to you. And the promise was, was that when we review cigars, I'm not going to limit myself. I'm not going to look at names and brands that I've somehow discounted in my head and say we should be. As a matter of fact, things are going to be comebackers. We're going to bring these things back into our everyday life and lineage of smoking. Try things that you've maybe looked at and said, oh, that's not a brand for me. You don't even know it's a brand for you or not until you try it. This is the Perdomo 10th anniversary Maduro Reserve. It's a Churchill, baby. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And this is a beautiful looking and actually feeling cigar. It is a Maduro. This is a box press on the 10th anniversary from Perdomo. It's a seven by 54. What does that mean? It's a seven is refers to length. It's seven inches long. <laughs> Always makes fingers Malloy laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge, how thick it is around. <laughs> so a 64 is a full Inch. So 54, nice, good placement, about the, the maximum of a size I like on a cigar. A box press, so it's a little bit squared off. Comes from when they were rolling in Cuba and they didn't want their cigars to roll away. And they just would press it down into the flat side so it wouldn't roll off. I happen to like a, a box press. Now, this is Nicaragua, all the way around, beginning, middle, and end. And this has also been aged in a barrel, uh, a bourbon barrel. Now, I don't yet, we just uh, started... I don't think that's a flavor necessarily that you're that I, I'm expecting to get out of this, especially when we talk about uh, Nicaraguan uh, cigars and those things that I love, those earths, those dirts, those leathers out there. But we just lit up and fingers Malloy. Uh, where are you on? This? Well, I mean, you got the dark, oily wrapper. Uh, it's very pleasant. Have you felt that? Yeah, it's Terrific. very, very pleasant in the hand. And we've done box presses before, Tony. I don't know if we've ever done a box press uh, Churchill. For have we? I don't think we have. So I think we've done box presses that are maybe have like like we did the well that was the Cameroon that was that was a, a Churchill size in terms of, of length and was a box press. We did the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon just the other day. Um, maybe not, maybe not. But it first it, it it plays perfectly in the hand. It's got a good weight to it. That wrapper, which could, in a Maduro, you might actually think of it as going a bit darker. This is a little lighter in that kind of darker chocolate look. 
but that wrapper, the oil is there. There's a touch of grit to it that I absolutely adore. Uh, and when you smoke a cigar, as we do, we break it down into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. Also, write down, grab yourself a notebook. I've got mine next to me. It's over here, actually. Uh, what did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? What's the weather? Like, all these things will affect a cigar and how you smoke it. Now, to this end, Fingers Malloy let me know uh, that we got a, a, a uh, listener email, which uh, message, right, on Facebook? Was it? What, Facebook was it? Messenger, yes. Uh, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. And it was about cigars. And, and I want to talk more about the Perdomo, and we'll get into it. But it was not a flattering message uh, that I received, and it was it was directed towards me, Fingers Malloy. Uh, this is from Brad B., and he Brad said, B? I'm not using his last okay. name. Brad B. Letter B as in boy. Boy. Right. Yes. Please quit referring to ring gauge as the distance around a cigar. In other words, it's circumference. Ring gauge refers to a cigar's diameter. A 64-gauge cigar has a diameter of one inch. A 48-ring-gauge cigar's diameter is 48 by 64 inches or three-quarters of an inch, etc. You lose a lot of credibility when you get this wrong. So a couple things. First, thank you for the email. It would have maybe helped you just to say, hey, I know you're saying it this way, but I think the correct terminology or the correct terminology is that way. Secondly, when I describe the ring gauge as how thick it is around, it's because I'm doing in what we would radio say theater of the mind. I want you to understand what it is that I'm talking about. Yes, it's the diameter. I think it's a very good point to make. I don't mind the point, and I don't mind people who are so into this show <laughs> that they want me to get that technically correct. I love that and adore that. You know, you can learn how to ask the question better, Brent. You know, I'll, I'll say that much, but I don't think you're saying anything wrong. But I think it's clear that when I'm discussing, when I talk about how thick it is around, I'm discussing what people should be looking for in the size. You're right. It's the diameter. But I want to say for the record, I have never said circumference. And until this show, I have never used the word circumference. So let me ask you this. Brad's tone in this message, does that make him lose credibility? Uh, well, well, clearly. Clearly. However, he gains credibility because he listens to the show. Mm. And for that, uh, Brad, send us your address and I will send you a cigar. I will decide the circumference. Tee I mean, ring gauge. <laughs> Did you just tee <laughs> That's the kind of person I want listening to the show, right? All different types and all different people. We talk very honestly here that there are people who know way more about cigars than us. What we, what are we? We're fans. We're like mm -hmm. big, big fans. I love the art. I love the, the, the artistry. I love the, the, the business. I love the feel of a cigar lounge. I like this vibe of, of a cigar lounge. It's fantastic. Uh, but that someone would be listening with such intensity, they'd be like, no, 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 it's not how thick it is around, it's the diameter. That's cool. That's absolutely cool. Now, could you say it a little nicer? You know, it's like Mr. Saturday Night. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I forget the name of the actor uh, who was talking to Billy Crystal. Yeah, but you could have been nicer. Pauly Shore. No, it was, it was David Paymer. Um, it was not <laughs> Shore. But I love that people don't ever, ever think we don't want it. We want every bit of it. It's the only way we're going to grow, guys. Only way we're going to get better at this. So, Brad, seriously, send send an address. We will send you a, a, a cigar. And he found us on Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Is that right? Yes. Look at you with the advertising, yeah, Moxie. that's what I'm here for. Uh, this is a lovely smoke. 
Um, this uh, Perdomo right here is a lovely, lovely smoke. Uh, so far in the in that first um, first third, this is definitely in the medium to full bodies being being in that uh, Maduro. This is uh, got a touch of of lovely sweet to it, um, a touch of 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 coffee going on in there. Really, the flavors that I love out of Nicaragua so far uh, apparent in here. Are you getting any almond? I w- can you like I can sometimes describe a nuttiness, but I don't know if I could describe almonds really. Well, I, I good did, on you. I did have some almonds earlier. Maybe that's what it is. No, but it, 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 for me, it's it, a little bit of like an almond with cocoa notes. Uh, that's that's what I'm getting out of it. And it, for me, a pepper at the beginning when we lit it, and that's of course kind of subsided. Uh, right. I, I did, not, I did not get pepper. I got a little more of of a, of a sweet. But again, it could be what one. I ate before I. Now this cigar, lit up. by the way, um, I got these sticks for just under $11. Oh, all day every day. Right? Just under $11. Perdomo was a, was a brand that I actually started on with cigars and then went away from and I'm really looking forward to kind of taking this far down and seeing where this brings us. What what do they develop? How do they build? You know, I I'm I I love those Nicaraguan flavors. I want to see what we get out of this. This is the Maduro the 10th year. From Perdomo, the Perdomo Reserve Maduro 10th anniversary. You should check it out. We're going to let you know more about it as we go on through. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Fingers Malloy, the big game is coming up in just a couple weeks. You know what I mean by the big game? Do you know why they call it the big game? Why is it called the big game? It's called the big game so we don't get sued for calling it what it actually oh. is. That right there is how we do it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, uh, right there. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you find, 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 find pod. Uh, Cass uh, here sitting at our, one of our favorite lounges, Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. They're in Nashville, Houston, and Pittsburgh. BlendBarCigar.com. Really appreciate them. The big game is coming up. <laughs> it, is, it is the big game because we have to kid ourselves that only certain people get to use the official well, why title. Why can't we use Fooper Noel when it comes to the, the, the description of – because we're – we're 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 delivering the news, Tony. Yes, and the answer is is because Roger Goodell is a petty, <laughs> petty man. That is why, and he's paid to be. I totally get it. Well but, paid <laughs> to be. By the way, how much does he make? How much does the commissioner of the NFL make? One billion dollars. <laughs> what, what are you yelling for? Doc- I'm right here, <laughs> Doctor oh Evil. Doctor Evil doesn't whisper. Uh, food is a big part of the big game. Big game, big food. You've got the grill. I assume that at the Fingers Malloy household, there's going to be a tremendous amount of meat cooking. You would be wrong. Is that right? It's all junk food. Really? This is going to be another Super Bowl where it will be wings that were in a package, uh, the, the the frozen little mini tacos, uh, just it's all finger food, uh, spinach dip, uh, there's no big. I'm not gonna throw a brisket on the grill or anything like that. All right, because, I, I was there's expecting. Six, there's six hours of pregame for the big game. You can't. Do you watch it. all six hours? No, because really, it's not geared for me. 
a lot of it. it to me, it feels like a, you know when they market the Super Bowl or game, the big game. Uh, there you go. Uh, nice uh, the catch. big game. Excellent work. Oh yeah, right. Trained professional broadcaster. Uh, well, it, 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 it's human interest stories. Oh, you got to hear about the backup left tackle who struggled with you name overeating and overcame that obstacle to become the second string tackle. See, but but left tackles don't overcome overeating. <laughs> they just do the overeating, and that's how they became left tackles. But so, the, so I don't watch the six hours. Pre- do you? Do you get into the whole pre? Do you? Do you watch the Super Bowl? Because I. You mean the big game? <laughs> the answer is, um, I have. I have not this year, man. I have not paid attention to sports at all. But it, it may be on. I'm, I'm not going to say no. The kids may want to see it. The commercials, etc. Yeah. And 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 there are going to be less commercials. Did you? Budweiser is not going to have a commercial in the Super Bowl. They'd rather, they're going to spend the money on helping with COVID relief efforts. So basically they said, this is a better use of our advertising dollar to get us more love. Right. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Uh, it's $5.5 million for a 30 second spot. And I think we can put one together for I was going to say, we're getting what, six ads yeah. for the big game? Yeah. For the big game. Look at you. Hey, look at me. I'm learning. I'm learning. So there's a list over here from Delish of the proper foods to use, uh, for the big game, depending on states. Now we are in, Indiana. And so according to this list in Indiana, the uh, big game food is ham and cheese sliders, uh, which, of course, isn't true for two reasons. Number one, ham and cheese would have to go on a burger to be a slider. But is that what they mean? Ham and cheese on a burger or just ham and cheese? No, ham and cheese slider. Yeah, that's 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 not a slider. And number two, nobody checked with my rabbi. I, I'm pretty sure I, I see these lists and we love lists over here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. Uh, you know, this, these were supposed to be the most searched big game foods on. Uh, and I don't know where people are searching, which search engine they're using, because I'm looking at some of these states and I'm from Michigan originally. Uh, right. I mentioned it several times. Uh, the most searched big game food in Michigan football cookies there's no way that's true what would they eat in michigan what would be a football food in michigan wings yeah yeah it's wings, like wisconsin pizza, brats, right? yes and oh. according to this it's pulled pork which okay it's in the same pig-esque family right right oh, nevada pigs in a blanket you I'm, have to search that uh, apparently in nevada you do Who's making homemade pigs in a blanket right so that's the little hot dogs wrapped in in dough you're picking that up from costco that is a Costco food from beginning to end. California, it's artichoke dip. I get it. You would look for that. Hey, how do I make a good artichoke dip? In in Oregon, it's a seven layer dip. In Washington State, it's a pizza dip. I don't know. What I don't that know means. what that is. I don't. But I'm I'm intrigued. It's a cheese so dip with tomato sauce. Does this mean we have to go to Washington to do the no. internet search? No, that's, no that's you not- can search for it here. Oh, you can search for is it. Is that how the internet works? That is how the internet works. It's an amazing. Amazing what a time concept. we live in. In Montana and in North Dakota, in Texas, in Florida, in New Jersey, and in Pennsylvania, the number one searched item, cake. Come on now. I don't know what to do with that. A big game cake? I, what What would be different from any other cake that you make that it's a big game cake? The other decorations. Than you put, yeah, you put a, f- a football on you it. You can I mean, say football. I, You're I, allowed I, to say yeah, football. Now you got me worried about everything. The football people are going to sue me. <laughs> in Oklahoma, it's pulled brisket. 
and those people are geniuses. Good for you, Oklahoma. That's what you should be searching for. In, in Nebraska, it's uh, spinach artichoke dip. In South Dakota, buffalo chicken dip, which sounds delicious, uh, by, by the way. It's also buffalo chicken dip in Virginia. In Alabama, see, it, it, I get Georgia and South Carolina. They're saying chili. Okay, you want a good chili recipe. In Alabama, the, the, the lookup was Rotel Dip. And I did not, I have not done my own search on this. I want someone to send us a recipe for Rotel Dip. I want to make that. Facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. You send us a recipe for Rotel Dip. We'll make it. I have no idea what it is. Do you? No, I have no idea what it is. And again, I questioned this whole list because in Tennessee, Swedish meatballs. In well, Tennessee. Goes, what? Tennessee? They don't like a Swedish meatball? I've never heard Tennessee referred to as the Swedish meatball state. Only thing you can get on the menu at the Grand Old Opry. You're making that up. Of course I'm making that up. <laughs> there was not even a question I wasn't making that up. Everybody knew I was making that up. You're the only person. You're making that up. Hey, listen. Me and everybody else. You can only on get one drink at the Kentucky Derby, and that's a mint julep. That's the only thing they sell. Is that not true? That's not true. I just made right. that up. But see, that one would see, be believable. I, oh, see. That one would work. Okay. But clearly. But see, that goes along with your thing. That's a total finger food. You got the tray of, of, of Swedish meatballs there. And you're like, hmm, you got two. But who makes Swedish meatballs? You buy well, them pre-made and you throw them in a crock pot. Comes in a package with the, the gravy, everything. You just throw it in there. You you're don't, done. You don't do what regular Americans do and get them from Ikea? I'll take a couple pounds of Swedish meatballs and a four pack of cinnamon buns, please. <laughs> oh, and that chair. <laughs> oh, you can have Swedish meatballs and a side, but you can't have pizza with a side. We talked about that earlier. No, it's that it's not. It's not that I, I don't order pizza to also order the big salad or the wings. Uh, but I'm talking can you say about big salad again, please. <laughs> There's actually a little bit big of game <laughs> requires. Big salad. Contempt and anger in the big salad. Rotel dip. R-O-T-E-L. I, uh, I want to know what's going on, Alabama. I need to try this for myself. Send uh, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Get us that recipe. We want to make it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Big game. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there. America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It is the Perdomo. 10th anniversary, Maduro, Churchill, the Perdomo Reserve. Perdomo is the cigar I actually kind of got started with. One of the cigars that I got, I got started with years and years ago, and I've very much walked away. It's not the brand's fault. It, it's me. It's, it's what I was finding in my local humidor local spots it's just not something that i smoked uh this here nicaraguan throughout seven by 54 seven inches long 54 uh, ring gauge there's 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 nothing subtle about this cigar there's just a lot of big going on here I, i'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing it's that the cigar is just presenting in a very large way to me very very strong is what i'm getting off of it yeah me too and we talked a little bit about it off the air uh, I don't want to use the word harsh, uh, but it yeah, is very, I don't know if I would use harsh either because we've had harsh. Yeah. And I don't know if this it's, qualifies. I'll tell you something, though. The coffee that we just ordered for me has kind of toned it down a little bit. That pairing, it's excellent with the coffee. Uh, 
I would still at eleven dollars a stick. I think it should be in your humidor. I, I mean, it's, you know, especially it's a Churchill. Um, you're going to get a lot out of this, and especially if you pair it with the right thing. And, and this is going really good with coffee. But this is not for somebody who wants uh, uh, an easygoing smoke. I would not call no. this an easygoing smoke. This this is big, and really, it's it's one of those things where there's a moment for this. Right. There's a moment in your life for this. If you, if this is what you like and there are people who adore these kinds of, of big, big uh, smokes, um, that, that little bit of, of, you know, we talked about some of that, that chocolate, that sweetness is still a, a touch there, mellowing it out a touch, but it's, it's, it's a, a big, a big tobacco hit for sure. I don't know if I would call it spicy and compared to some other things that's that's not the the through line here mm-hmm. but worth checking out especially at that price point the Perdomo Reserve the Maduro the 10th anniversary check it out let us know what you think it is time fingers Malloy, for news of the week oh tony what beyond meat <laughs> that that's not coronavirus <laughs> beyond meat <laughs> what did it ever do to you what did it ever do to you except open up people to what meat tastes like if they would just eat meat? What did it ever do to me? It disappointed me, Tony. Is that right? Yes. Sadness on a bun is what I call it. But wow. It, but for the people that love it, the people who are looking for a plant-based option, I will say this. It is a lot better than the old plant-based burgers that you used to get back in the 90s. I would say Beyond Meat would make a great sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio program, but that ship has sailed. No. Thanks to you. They sign a check. I'll be like, Beyond Meat? <laughs> yeah, we don't lie here. <laughs> oh, I think they could tell I was joking. <laughs> I I need us to uphold okay. a standard. All right. What's going on with Beyond Meat? Beyond Meat is apparently teaming up with Pepsi Cola. You enjoy Pepsi, right? Sure. They are going to develop, produce, and market plant-based protein snacks and beverages. All right. First, that's a brilliant bit of marketing and move from Pepsi. Really, really good for for Beyond Meat. It actually did move the Beyond Meat stock price. Uh, full disclosure: I don't own any Beyond Meat, the, the actual meat or the stock. Um, smart move. I absolutely get that. I don't know what they mean by the beverages. Thank you. That's where I was going. Is what what is a plant based beverage going to be? It's like a Simpsons episode. It's going to be a slurry. Is it going to be? Yeah. Is it going to be green drink? I mean, is it going to be some sort of kale? Is it going to be called Soylent? <laughs> There's actually a drink out there called Soylent. And it, it's green? It, 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 I don't know if, it, if it's green Is it or made not. of people? Right? <laughs> but it's a funny. It tastes different to everybody. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That's a good joke. You Every, might want to watch a movie, everybody. Yeah, everyone under the age of 50, ask Jeeves <laughs> Soylent Green. <laughs> and then post what you think about it on CompuServe. <laughs> But uh, that's what I'm going to be interested to see. They they just made the big announcement. And, of course, like you said, uh, Beyond Meat's stock jumped over 25% based on the announcement. But It's they- a good, smart move, especially I, – I, well, we don't know the drinks. I think it's worthy of making fun of. On the snack side, you can absolutely see it. Pepsi's got the distribution. They've got the name. The branding they can do, the commercials they can do. It's a smart, smart play, a smart move. On every level. And I think it was smart that they announced the partnership without announcing specific types of products other than, okay, we're going to make some drinks. We're going to make some snacks. They didn't say, oh, it's going to be the Beyond Meat 
cracker. Right. You know, I, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it was smart because now it starts the conversation and now people are going to be asking the next logical question. Okay. What are the snacks and beverages yeah. going to be? So it's, it's getting people like us to talk about it. Next story. Oh, Tony. What? V- Valentine's Day. What? That's that's what people call it, Valentine's Day. You know, Who calls it Valentine's Day? I saw it on YouTube the other day. Someone was making a Valentine's Day dish, and they kept saying Valentine's Day. Did they really? And I've heard people say Valentine's. Country's doomed, everybody. It is doomed. Send it on home. Pack so, it all up. It's over. It's finished. We're, but we're done. We, we do oh. love we do love craft. Right, oh, we love Kraft. Incredible sponsor of the Eat Drink Smoke Radio program. Uh, they're releasing a pink candy flavored mac and cheese for Valentine's Day. I take it all back. <laughs> wow, a pink candy flavored mac and cheese. Yes. Now, if it was a pink mac and cheese, okay, it's a little bit of kitsch, but still mac and cheese. Why not? Candy flavored? How? I'm more curious about that than I am about the plant protein based drink. Yes. Which, by the way, that's a meal. <laughs> that's a meal. Those two together. And each each individual noodle will have something written on it. Saying, be my Valentine. <laughs> be my Valentine. Be Please. my Valentine. Say it, say it right. Uh, look, I. this is one of those things where, we, you know, last week we talked about White Castle and how they're adjusting their Valentine's Day uh, promotion. They would have the... We're, one night only, right? The linen tablecloth and the and the serving, and now they're doing it car hop style. Yeah, so it, you know you you you've got this gimmick by Kraft mac and cheese, uh, pink macaroni. I'm not necessarily opposed. You can have tricolor pasta, but pink, eh, doesn't bother me. I just want to know what the candy is. You can go to candycraftmacandcheese.com, and you can uh, you can find out. Uh, more you can actually win craft mac and cheese candy what candy this is this is what i i, I don't have an answer for well it's right i'm assuming it's going to be you know like just uber sweet like 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 those those a valentine's day candy it would it should have some kind of chocolate feel to it but I, none of that makes sense can you actually win a box tony would you feel like a winner after you got a box of pink mac and cheese it's like the old joke the winner gets a, a week of philadelphia second prize two weeks of philadelphia <laughs> i'm not trying to attack you philadelphia it's just how the joke went um people want what they want they win something like oh look at me look what i want so yeah sure yeah sure i mean it it's it it, it is what it is but it, this is clearly kitsch it's valentine's they're throwing it out there 20 people are gonna buy it that's it okay but how disappointed is your valentine gonna be if you say, sweetheart, making dinner tonight, you're going to love it. It's just for us. Pink mac and cheese. If someone sends me the video of a husband making his wife <laughs> candy craft mac and cheese, I will I will send you a cigar. And, and by the way, I will let you sleep on my couch as the divorce <laughs> takes place. Are you kidding? That would be gold. No, it's something you make for the kids. It's Valentine's Day. Here you go. That's a TikTok video waiting to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, honey, I made dinner. Happy Valentine's. And it's pink, <laughs> pink mac and cheese. I would, I would, I would pay to see that. I, I will gladly, you could pay per view that. I will pay to see that happen and see that marriage just crumble. But then again, if you're somebody who like expects the full, like massive treatment 
on Valentine's Day. I don't, I don't know what to say about that either. Expects. Not that you don't get it. Expect it. Some people live every day like it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> You're one of those people, aren't you? Oh, I'm a hopeless romantic. You are. Facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. <laughs> Be sure to like the page. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I got to tell you. The Armida has grown on me in a very, very unique way. No, it's not a bourbon that's... I I don't think it's going to be in my liquor cabinet. But what the people at Barrel do, the Barrel Bourbon Armida, I got to tell you, this is is unique and worth trying. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The Armida is what we've been uh, drinking. It's three straight bourbon whiskeys. One that comes out of a pear brandy cask, another one out of a Jamaican rum cask, and the other one out of a Sicilian Amaro cask. That's an Italian uh, liqueur. It's a bit of herbal. Um, and it's a digestifs, right? It's an after dinner drink. And, and this is, it just screams after dinner. That pear really sits on the tongue. Um, that, I guess it's that herbal. I really got to start learning more about it, what Amaro is, this, this Italian liqueur, and, and, and how it kind of plays. It, it's, it's wonderfully fall more yeah. than winter in terms of its flavoring. It's screaming for a, a dessert to pair with it. Uh, with uh, the Perdomo, the 10th anniversary, the Maduro that we're doing, it actually pairs well. Um, there's this big, big tobacco flavor, a little bit of a coffee note that goes underneath it. So almost, while it's not a dessert cigar, it does, it, I, I'm finding it enjoyable, but I am so impressed with the people at Barrel Bourbon do. And they, they, they continue to make me say there are people doing unique and good things in the world of bourbon. I, I appreciate that $92 price point. Yeah. yeah no, I'm with you there. That's a price point that's going to turn a lot of people off and make a lot of people say no. But it's only 3,700 bottles, and they know who their market is. But you should say yes if you're at a bar and they have it. You should try it. You should allow yourself the time uh, to take it and, and, and to drink it. But that's alcohol, right? It's 112 proof uh, right here. Uber Eats, they are seeing a massive demand for non-alcoholic drinks. The, 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 the people over at uh, the spiritsbusiness.com. They're seeing demand for the non-alcoholic beverages soar 280%. Now, this is really based in the UK for this conversation, but it goes with, we were just talking about it earlier. We've been sharing these stories. The hard seltzers, certainly that that is alcoholic. But the move on non-alcoholic beers, Budweiser has the Bud Zero. Uh, the, the move on the craft cocktails that are non-alcoholic this trend is growing uniquely, and I got to tell you, it blows my mind. Yeah, and especially during dry January, which I'm told is a thing. I've never... Dry January? Yeah, where people go the entire month. What? Yeah, dry January. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, no drinking in January. We're doing a terrible job of that. <laughs> I mean, is that like no shave November? Yes. Yeah, I, I do a terrible job But you job can of that shave in January. Oh. And probably better because you haven't had a drink. Right. But, and you can drink in November for no shave. November. It's a whole thing. It's now we're just getting confusing. But, uh, you know, we tried the Budweiser Zero a couple of weeks ago here at Blend Bar Cigar. Uh, we didn't review it for the show. Right. And li- listen, uh, I understand people gravitating to stuff like that. If you, you, you don't want alcohol, it was fine. If you, if you know what you're getting into, you're like, okay, I'm going to have a, a, a non-alcoholic beer, uh, 
you know, some people like to have that with pizza. I could see it having one of those with pizza and enjoying you, it. it. It's it's for a specific person for a specific purpose. There is not a chance that a non-alcoholic beer is in my house. It's just not a chance. But it's not meant for me, right? I'm not that market. There, there's a specific person that's that market, and now what we're seeing, there's a, a specific age group that is that market. Just like the seltzers are here to stay, the non-alcoholic beverage is here to stay and start, you know, in, in, in your favorite watering hole restaurant, start looking for it on the menu. There will be craft cocktails, no alcohol. Yeah, and it feels like the quality is getting so much better. You know, 20 years ago, it was like Sharps, O'Doul's, and I think St. Paul's Girl, Girl yeah. made uh, a, a non-alcoholic beer. And, and that seemed to be about it. And now you're seeing this uh, cry from people that, they, okay, we want we want quality. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily quantity, especially with a, a non-alcoholic beer. It was the quality push that came from millennials. That really helped explode uh, craft spirits, right? Uh, because what they wanted to know, quality was certainly a part of it. They wanted a story. Tell me about this bourbon. Where does it come from? Tell me about this food. Where does it come from? The whole farm to table, uh, just that phraseology. Tell me about how this was done and how this was built. They want to know that their dollar goes to something quality, and it's uh, it's wonderfully smart. I can appreciate that, and I appreciate what they've done to actually help build that part uh, uh, of the industry. I don't quite get the non-alcoholic craft cocktail. But then again, when I'm drinking, and you, you've been around me a million times, Fingers, I'm not much of a drinker. I'm a sipper. And I can nurse the same beer or the same drink for quite literally hours. It's just what that... I want to know what that flavor is going to bring. There's no part of me that wants to have two or three or four. Just none, yeah. which you have always found questionable. Yeah. Well, and what's great about this, too, is if you're looking for a plant-based beverage, <laughs> any of these will do. Does it have a list? Does it have a list of, of, the, of the... No, I don't no. have a list of the drinks. But this goes along with another story. We've talked coronavirus a lot. We've talked about the damage done. Well, there how was can a, you avoid this topic? It can't be. There, there's, uh, there was a report that I saw... Uh, out, again, this two things out of the UK, or, or maybe this, no, one was out of the UK, one was about the US. They're expecting ten thousand more businesses to close in the United States because of coronavirus. The UK has lost six thousand hospitality venues. Now, one of the things that we haven't gotten into, we talk about the bars and the restaurants, the venues, the club venues, the concert venues. They have just been brutalized here, absolutely positively brutalized. And when we say closed, what are the odds they're coming back? What are the odds that they're going to rebuild? It's going to take so much time to find that investment, to be able to get that back in and get people. There, there's going to be the time that people feel comfortable in going back to these places for sure. And I think people kind of half feel comfortable, especially with vaccine, vaccine rollouts. I mean, you hear a lot about issues, but you also hear a lot about states that are doing a, a really good job, right? It's not everywhere is is, is there... And, and, and issue uh, to, to these things, but the, the venues, right? And there's a lot of like legislation now about preserving these venues and helping them out. They have been lost in the shuffle. And I'm sorry we haven't covered it more. 
Yeah. You know, you know the venues and, and, you know, the hospitality industry, we've talked about it on several occasions. Uh, you know, I'm from Michigan. Uh, we're on in southwestern Michigan on, on WBCH. I love WBCH. And met my first wife on WBCH. <laughs> and uh, February 1st, restaurants and bars are going to reopen in the state of Michigan, which is great news. But still with the curfews, 10 mm. o'clock, you're not going to go watch the big game if the, the place you're going <laughs> to watch the big game closes at 10 o'clock. So there's still... They're reopening, and that's great, but there's still going to be a struggle to, to regain the footing that they had. Now, it's it, it, I have, and, and you have, when we take a look at the curfews and take a look at some of the restrictions, we have our own personal beliefs on whether or not that makes sense. I feel our job here is just to cheer the reopening and try and, and remind people, get out there. Be supportive, whether whether it's, whether you're going or whether you're in that in that to-go kind of way a space and place. Um, these these are. It's good that things are are reopening. We may have an agreement or disagreement about whether or not they should reopen. That they maybe never should have been forced to close. They shouldn't have had the, the these restrictions. I want people to. I want people to be supportive, especially in in their local neighborhood. Right, those local places, the place you've never been to before. Walk in, get something, be be a part of helping them get back because it's better. It really is. It's better for all of us. And we've seen so many people go out and buy gift cards for restaurants and, and bars that are struggling. And that's been great. Yeah. And I hope to see we, we see that continue. The Perdomo uh, Maduro 10th anniversary Churchill. Um, it has mellowed a touch in, in, in the second third here. Um, it's an easy smoke. And as you mentioned, Fingers, this is a this is a fine golf course cigar. Yes. You know, being a box press, this is fine and easy. And and this bourbon. Uh, you got you got to try it uh, for yourself. You got to try the Barrel Bourbon Barrel Bourbon Armida A R M I D A. It is it is enjoyable. You got to try it. You got to you got to kind of experience it. I don't know if I say the bottle, but definitely <laughs> check it out wherever you are and find us on Facebook, facebook.com/eatdrinksmoke. Get the podcast. It's Eat Drink Smoke. <laughs>